Welcome back to the Happy Clients Podcast. Today, we are giving you an inside tour of CAM Community and one of our live trainings that we did with an amazing account manager on our team, Miriam. So Miriam is an experienced account manager, and I'm actually going to drop into this intro a testimonial from one of her agencies that she works with. But we invited her into the CAM community to give a presentation on subcontractors and how to effortlessly manage outsourced work. So inside the CAM community, we do weekly trainings that are live, 15 minutes, and they are on different topics when it comes to account management. So the idea of the CAM community is it's a mentorship. It's an opportunity for your account managers to have access to our team and all the trainings that we are doing. So inside of the membership, again, you have access to all of our training modules, our live training, all of our SOPs, our processes. Basically, we're an open book and your team will be mentored by our own account managers as well. There's so many questions that are flying every single day. Today, I saw one that was, hey, does anyone have an SOP for a web dev project? Those are the things that are happening inside the CAM community. So I hope you enjoyed this training. This is a live training that we did inside the community and hopefully you get tons of value from it. So without further ado, let's hear from Miriam's agency owner about how amazing she is and then we'll get into her training. So 40 clients in a given month, that's a lot to juggle for an agency owner and to keep your finger on the pulse of everything. And when you're dealing with 40 clients, balls are dropping. So I knew I needed some help. And so when I came to you guys for a client account manager, over the course of two months, she took over 11 clients and 60 hours a month of my time. So there were 60 hours of client account management that I no longer had to do. I mean, it just, just vanished. So that was step one. Step two was, wow, this could happen for all of our employees. So I went from a, a hub model where everything was sort of spoked out for me to um, every employee is their own client account manager for their seven to 10 clients. Mariam, who's our client account manager from Dotton Company, she rubs off on all the other employees. She's in our weekly meetings and um, as she builds standard operating procedures and processes for us, um, it's learned by other employees and they've adopted that, uh, adopted a lot of what she has learned and what she does for our company. Our beloved Mariam uh, handles 11 clients of her own, which were directly taken from me. So, man, was that a time saver. So it allowed us to scale last year. So last year was our biggest growth yet. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by Dot and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in, chat cam life, and have some fun along the way. Cheers to happy clients. I'd love to start right on time. As you know, these CAM community sessions are for us to come together and learn from the best of the best. So today, Miriam is going to be presenting to us subcontractors, schmub contractors, probably not saying that right, but I know we all manage um, just a team, I think in general. And I think Miriam, everything you're going to touch on today is all about managing a team of people effectively and effortlessly. So without further ado, take it away, Miriam, and let us know your best practices. All righty. Thanks for the introduction. And here we go. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to be talking about subcontractors, subcontractors, how to effortlessly manage outsource work, as Emma had already mentioned. And I want to dive in a little bit and talk about why an agency would hire a subcontractor first. And that's because um, usually the in-house team doesn't have the time or the expertise or the agency can afford to pay a full-time uh, member for this service, which is why it's really essential when you're working with subcontractor that they're fulfilling this role and they're not costing the agency more time and money. <laughs> so show of hands, who currently works with a subcontractor? All right. Well, good, good. A few of you do already. And so you know what goes into working with them and how it can be a little bit challenging. But I want you to know that um, when I go through all the secrets of managing outsourced work, you guys are going to be pros. And it's really all about the approach that you take um, to get that work effortlessly uh, taken care of. So let's dive in. I'm gonna be going over what are the essentials to working effectively with subcontractors. And I'm gonna to be touching on these four points mentioned over here. So we have a thorough review of the project, being aware of the subcontractor's schedule, project management, which we all love and know so much about already, but also clear communication. Let's dive in to the first part, which is a thorough project review and kickoff. This is your chance to really deep dive, learn everything there is to know about a project because you're going to be that point person with the subcontractor. So you want to share with them all the goals and the expectations and the deliverables in relation to this project. So this is the time that you're going to take to really outline the project, all the due dates, take that super big daunting project, break it down into all the tiny little tasks and put it into the project management software, whether that's for yourself. Um, if the subcontractor is um, part of your project management software, that's even better. You can tag them directly in those points, provide as many examples as you can, whether that's work that the agency has previously done or outside if the client wants their piece of the puzzle to look like XYZ thing that they've seen out in the industry, put all of those examples in. They will be super helpful and beneficial for the subcontractor. Send all of those notes, task links, et cetera, to the subcontractor in a super detailed email ahead of your kickoff meeting. So if there's any questions that they want addressed, they can have all of those ready to go in that kickoff meeting. And then during that meeting, be really responsive to what the subcontractor needs. Make sure that they have all the re um, requirements of the project. They really understand it well. And then share with them what their role is in the bigger part of the project so that they feel they're really included and they're making a difference and a contribution. They're going to feel so much more involved in the project this way. And I have a pro tip for you, even though we may already do it, but sometimes it can be overlooked. Use those formatting options in an email to really organize your email. Make sure that the headings, the points that you want to stand out are underlined, bold, italics. Use all those funny little quirks, space things out because it could be a lot of information to pass on to the subcontractor. This is something that I love doing is, you know, putting um, the pages and building a website at the moment. So the pages that I'm talking about, I want to bold them at the top and then have all the, the, the tasks related to that specific page. And I think that has worked out really well. Um, I've seen no complaints so far and the work is getting done. So all good there. <laughs> and then the next thing is 
the subcontractor's schedule. Now we all work remotely and we all know that, you know, the reason that we work remotely is maybe that we don't want to work in a strict nine to five. And my nine to five is not your nine to five. And it's certainly not the subcontractor's nine to five or working hours. So make sure you're, be, you're being really flexible about when you're setting up meetings, when you're requesting work, because they could be in a different time zone as we are at the moment right now or in a different country. So just be aware of the subcontractor's time, ask for their schedule beforehand, perhaps in that kickoff meeting so that you have when they're working, what days, what hours, et cetera, and put all those details into the project management software. So if anybody else on your team needs to reach out to them, they know when they're also available. And that will help things be super effortless as well. And next up, project management, something we all absolutely know and love, but here are some things that will just keep everyone super happy. Uh, make sure your tasks are really simple and in terms of being clear, management, uh, manageable, detailed. And as I mentioned, make that uh, break that bigger project down into smaller tasks so that they're easily digestible and you can check them off. There's always that satisfaction, you know, when a task is complete, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure for all subcontractors because hello, we're also subcontractors. And when we finish a task and we can check it off, that's the most satisfying feeling. And then the next thing is set up frequent check-ins, set those up often, make sure your subcontractor knows that you're available to address any challenges, questions, problems that come up. And even if they're making um, a few mistakes or it's not the way that you want it, show them how you would like the changes to be made in a more beneficial way so that you're increasing productivity at the end of the day. And then be proactive about requesting for reports because you want to keep that project on task and moving along. So have maybe weekly reports at the end of the week, you know, this is all the work that was done and um, so that you can make sure that, you know, the project is moving along. And the last point, but certainly not the least and probably the most key is stay on budget. Monitor your subcontractor's hours, whether that's in Toggle or some other time tracking software. Just keep a check in on how many hours are being put towards this project because the last thing you want to do is go over budget because it's always very challenging to one, ask the client for more money or to reallocate funds from somewhere else to uh, complete that said project. And uh, speak to your subcontractor. Perhaps there's some things that you could help with to make the hour, to cut down the hours if you can help their um, work in XYZ capacity. And if you find that it's still not working out and you're still exceeding hours, speak to your agency owner and to see, you know, can we ask for more hours or perhaps use this as a module for the next time you're quoting for a similar project and you can allow for more budget there. And finally, clear communication. The last thing you want is for a few days or a week to go by and your subcontractor is like drumming their fingers because they don't know what the next steps are and or you've been quite frankly, working off the wrong file. That's another pro tip that I have for this is make sure you label all your files correctly. So you're always working off the, the latest version of a file. So version one, two, three, date them. These are just some of the things that I like to do. And then at the end of the day, use videos and screenshots to really get your point across. I absolutely love taking screenshots of everything because then I can just like make arrows and draw on stuff. Um, and in this sort of field, people are visual learners. So those things really go a, a long way. 
And another thing to remember is maybe your subcontractor is working with your agency for the first time. And so they're not used to um, doing things the way that, you know, have been done previously in your agency. So just allow for that learning curve, build their confidence, you know, guide them, make this transition as smooth as it can be. Finally, some key takeaways to wrap up this presentation. Um, organization, something we all know and love. If we're organized and on top of the work, the subcontractors is going to feel so much more supportive and want to follow through with the product, with the with the tasks, which will just skyrocket productivity at the end of the day. Um, and then lastly, communication, effectively communicating with your subcontractor in all the ways that I mentioned, you know, being super clear, videos, um, screenshots, working on the same document, all those things will make your process of working with subcontractor super effortless. And then you're <clears> always going to, you're going to end up delivering on this project on time as well. If everything is systematically done and is communicated effectively. So that's everything that I have for you today. I hope that you learned some things. I hope that some things were a reminder for you. And if you have any questions, let me know. Um, I think this is something that I wasn't aware of happened with all client account managers, but do, as an account manager, are you often responsible for budgeting the hours for a subcontractor or do you just kind of know what will take what? Um, we know what um, a certain part of a project will take. So in the agencies that I've been working with, a subcontractor is taking a whole portion. So for example, if we're building a website, then we have a developer that is the subcontractor. So the development portion that we have budgeted for in that um, larger scope of the project, they're the hours that we would allocate for that. So I know how many hours that's going to take. And I know that I have to stay within that budget. Mm -hmm. Cause that's always good to run by, you know, even a group like this, kind of the comparables sometimes if you're going in blind. So that's helpful to know that account managers are involved in that for sure. Thanks, Miriam. Yeah. I'll lower my hand. <laughs> yeah, and that's a good question because I know I have experience in at least collecting timesheets for an agency and being aware of how long things are taking and that kind of budget tracking. So I think that's a great place to start with project managing as well. Taylor, what's your question? I'm just wondering how many people are responsible for finding said contractors. So I know a lot of times people will ask, like, do you know someone for graphic design or social media? But I know a lot of us probably are helping to go source contractors. I'm wondering, like, where you guys find people or like what that process looks like. I think it's usually, um, in my case, has been somewhat of a referral um, or so in one of the agencies that I work for, the owner is part of a lot of um, chambers and rotary. Um, so he knows a lot of other agencies uh, in that capacity or um, businesses as well. So if they've worked with someone, then they refer them. And that's usually how they've come to us. Um, there hasn't really been someone like fresh off the bat found on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I was curious because I've been using like Upwork and stuff a lot to find people. Um, and I've had really good luck. So I'm just wondering like how many people kind of go that route or it sounds like referral probably is the majority. 
Yeah. But I think that those sites, obviously, um, there's a lot of people going on them, um, you know, uh, providing their services. So I'm sure that they are getting hired at the end of the day as well. <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. Um, a question about subcontractors that I thought of as well is, of course, it's not always a perfect match. And, you know, as account managers, we're often you know, the ones corresponding with subcontractors the most. Um, so Miriam, do you have like an ex escalation process or what sort of your next steps when things aren't quite working out like you thought? I think that first speaking with a subcontractor is really important. Like what is causing them not to do the work? Um, and having a kind of an open conversation with them. Um, if they're not the open conversation type, <laughs> or it's just a little bit awkward, um, then maybe um, seeing within the team that, you know, okay, I have this situation that I'm having, um, you know, do you have some insight? How can I approach this? Or how can the work can be done? I think DOT itself is also a really great place for that. Um, because, you know, we can always bounce those ideas off our internal team. Um, and if it's super escalated, it's just not working with this person, um, you know, we're just passing all the deadlines. I think it is time to escalate and speak to the agency owner um, because I have been there also. <laughs> and it has come to that. Um, and in this particular case, we're just on a crunch of a timeline. And so we're pushing through. We have somebody on our internal team that is picking up some of the smaller slack um, to help things get moving. Um, uh, but we, I just keep kind of drilling in on that timeline and letting them know, you know, your support and your work here is achieving this goal here. And, you know, it's just going to be super great if you follow through on these tasks. degree. Um, and I think the support of our community here is so key in that because it's often unique situations. So we're all here for each other. And Miriam, I, that was so great. I really appreciate all of the effort in that presentation and for these really actionable takeaways. Thank you so much. You. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Miriam. Thank Bye. you. Have a good Thank day, you. everyone. All right. Bye-bye. And that is a wrap on today's episode. Miriam is one of our top account managers, and you can get access to our team and our live trainings inside CAM community. To learn more, head over to dotandcompany.co slash CAM community, and we can't wait to see you in there. We'll see you on the next episode. Cheers to happy clients.